grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We have been able to do some amazing things in the field of medicine to undo things that once seemed to be final. Around World War II, when penicillin and antibiotics were introduced to the public, things like bacterial infections became a much minor issue than they had been before. It was not unusual beforehand that something as simple as a scratch or a minor wound could become life-threatening. But nowadays, we would be surprised if anyone had any serious complications from a little scratch. We developed new therapies and treatments to help with chronic conditions like diabetes, asthma, and mental illnesses. Beforehand, the future did not look so promising, and your options were very limited. But nowadays, there are probably people who have been struggling with these for decades that you would never even know because of what is now available to them. And we all know how something like cures and vaccines can replace widespread fears with measured confidence. Diseases like polio or smallpox that once locked down entire communities are now right about in history books. And you probably can think back to spring of 2021 of how the nation felt when we had the COVID vaccine first being released and those fears were replaced with that confidence and that joy at least until the variants came around of Delta and Omicron. Medicine has been able to do some amazing things and to undo what once seemed to be so final. But there's one thing that I doubt medicine can ever undo. And that's the finality of death. Very likely you have grieved the loss of a loved one. And you know from firsthand experience just how final death can feel. Because of that, we've gone to great lengths to see how we can conquer or to minimize death. We use creative solutions like we think of in Mary Shelley's novel, Frankenstein. Maybe we get desperate to take drastic actions or even dabble in the occult. Maybe we even freeze ourselves to sub-zero cryogenic state so we can wait until science can have the answer it doesn't have right now. But we know in the heart of hearts that death can never be undone. It is quite final. But is that so? Is death as final as it seems? Does life end when we cease to breathe? Godless wisdom would say so. God's children say otherwise. And that's because of Jesus and who he is. This morning we see Jesus as the resurrection and the life who meets our greatest needs as he gives life for the dead with the power he has as the Lord himself, a power that is made on such display for our comfort and for our assurance. There are verses this morning of when the prophet Elisha raised a dead young boy to life. We find ourselves in the mid-800s B.C. in the northern kingdom of Israel when the prophet Elisha is God's primary prophetic voice there. And he does a lot of traveling around in that kingdom to carry out God's work. One town that he regularly went through was the town called Shunem. 
And there was in that city a certain rich woman who was a believer in God. She and her husband made it a point to take care of the needs of Elisha, to provide food and private lodging for him whenever he passed through town. After doing this for some time, Elisha worked with God to give her, to give them an unasked for blessing, a son of their own. See, this couple was childless and old enough by now that they were not expecting anything to change that situation. And though they did not ask for a son, they were overjoyed when the Lord blessed them to become parents. That boy grew up, and when he was around eight years old, he went out with his father to the farm fields and developed a fatal case of what seems to be sunstroke. He was rushed home, he was placed on his mother's lap, and by noon, he died. His death seemed sudden and final. So the mother went to Elisha to ask for help, and her husband wondered why. Why go to God for help in something that seems so final? Why go to servants when you don't normally see them outside of the weekly Sabbath or for the new moon sacrifices? Because the boy's death, well, it simply seemed final. No going back from. Still the mother kept on her way, going towards Elisha, giving a cursory reply to his servant Gehazi, and laid open her grieving soul before Elisha. For she was thinking that perhaps the Lord was playing a cruel joke on her. She hadn't asked for a son. And yet what did God do? He gave her one and let him pass away at far too young of an age. Who would do something like that? This woman undoubtedly had trauma as well as seeing her young boy pass away on her very lap that same day that was at the root of her questions to Elisha. That boy's death, it simply seemed final to her. Things did not get much better, though, when Gehazi came back with his sad news. He did what Elisha had said, put my staff on the boy's face. But there was no sound or response from the boy. Undoubtedly, all their hopes were dashed to pieces when this promising method failed to deliver as expected. And that boy's death, well, it seemed even more final than what it was before. As children of our culture, we too can quickly jump to this conclusion that death is final, irreversible, unpreventable, even though we know what it says in God's word about death and how life continues after. Perhaps we see ourselves like our unbelieving culture in the way of the incredulous husband who simply asks, why? Why go to God for something that even our modern medicine can't do anything about? And why bother his called servants when we normally wouldn't see them, like weekly worship on Sunday or religious festivals. Maybe we show this mentality as the Shunammite woman herself did. They think that maybe God is playing a cruel joke on us. If he is the author of life and in control of all things, well then, why did he let my loved one pass away? 
If you've ever had to bury someone younger than you, I know you've asked this question of yourself. Or maybe we find ourselves with hopes dashed to pieces like when Gehazi came back with the sad news. Because the promising methods, methods did not deliver as expected. They said it was supposed to work the treatment, the surgery, and yet it didn't. And here we are, left picking up the pieces and wondering where God is. Beneath each of these situations, though, is the underlying question we ask of ourselves. If we can't look to God to help us with our greatest need of death itself, well, then why even bother looking to God in the first place for anything? We look to God to meet our needs because of Jesus. When it comes to our need of death, we look to Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. We heard Jesus describe himself in the same way from our gospel. As the resurrection and the life, he meets our need as he gives life for the dead and so shows that life continues after even when what seems to be a final end to it. And how is it that Jesus does this? That he gives life for the dead? Well, there's a few ways he can do so. Jesus gives spiritual life to the spiritual dead through the Holy Spirit's gift of faith. With this spiritual life then comes the full measure of his spiritual blessings of forgiveness, salvation, peace, and so much more. Jesus also gives restored life after physical death. Maybe it'll be in the case of a miracle account, like what Lazarus and the, the young boy have. But we certainly know it will be on that last day in the resurrection of the dead, when bodies are raised and re reunited with their soul once again. But Jesus also gives eternal life. So that every Christian who falls asleep in his name will enjoy what everything heaven is promised to be. See, this is how Jesus gives life to the dead, with spiritual life, restored life, with eternal life, to show to us that death, yes, it may seem to be final, but it is anything but that. Life continues on because of him, the resurrection and the life. And we know that Jesus can follow through in what he promises because he has the power of God himself just look at him raising Lazarus from the dead, and you're, there you see God's power on display. And we also see God's power on display when the prophet Elisha raised that young boy to life. By the time Elisha got to the house, the young boy had been cold and dead for at least a handful of hours by now. Yet still, he goes up to the young boy, he closes the door to the room, and prays to the Lord. And then the Lord begins to work a miracle to restore that young boy's life. Elisha lies on top of that boy, eyes to eyes, mouth to mouth, palms to palms. This was not Old Testament CPR. Well, this is what the prophet Elijah had done a generation earlier when he raised a widow's dead son. As Elisha laid on top of that boy, the Lord began to work that miracle, first with his body becoming warm as it likely resumed biological function. Elisha then paced around a little bit, came back to the boy, and then he regained full consciousness. 
calling for the calling for the mother. She came to Elisha, fell at his feet to give him her thanks, then picked her boy up alive and well. His death, it seemed final, but it continued after. The only way Elisha could do this miracle was with the power of God working through him. As God, Jesus has the same power himself as the resurrection and the life. And as the resurrection and life, he gives us life. In those three ways, he's made you spiritually alive through the hearing of his word and the sacraments of baptism and holy communion so that you can call Jesus your savior. And through that faith, you know what you have? Those same blessings. How you are forgiven. How you have peace. How you have salvation even right now. Jesus also gives you the promise of a restored life. Maybe you'll be one of the, fair, the few examples of a miracle, somebody coming back to life. We don't expect God to do that. They are called miracles after all. But we do know he'll raise us from the dead on that last day. And through that faith in Jesus, he also gives us that eternal life, the guarantee that you know what will happen when you breathe no more here on earth. Yes, your body may decay and go back to the dust it was, but your soul will immediately go up and enjoy everything been promised to you in heaven above. This is the life that Jesus has given to you, spiritual, restored, and eternal, a life that is surely made possible because the power he has is God himself, and is in this we see how he meets your need, as he alone can, show that death is not final. Life continues after. Modern medicine can do amazing things, but I doubt it will ever be able to prevent or reverse the finality of death. That final idea, that's what everybody thought had happened when that young boy had passed away. And yet life continues on. Elisha did that miracle to raise that young boy back to life so he could live his life on earth again to be followed up with all the different life that comes for a believer in Christ. Elisha did that with the power of God. The same power that Jesus has. The power that he works on your behalf is he gives you life from the dead, spiritual, restored, and eternal. Knowing that death is not final. Live your life as such, then. Center your life around the one who makes death so that it is not final. Feed your faith in Jesus every day so it goes stronger and stronger. Thank the Lord for the blessings that you have from the one above, how you are forgiven and loved and at peace with the Lord himself. Don't be like that husband of the Shunammite woman, but rather go to God when trouble comes upon you. He's there for you, and he will be there for you in your time of utmost need. And God's servants, that is your pastors, don't feel like you have to wait till Sunday morning or a special occasion to reach out to them. We're here to serve you, serve you with God's word, and to so grow our faith at the same time. Unlike that Shunammite woman, wrap yourself up in God's love so that you never think God is playing a cruel joke on you. You see, the Lord... He's not evil or conniving or passive-aggressive. No, he wants the best for you. To be a child through faith and to live with him in heaven.
when you ask that question of why did the Lord allow this to happen, search the scriptures for his answer. Talk with your pastor and remember that the Lord's ways, they're not our ways. Don't let, when, when, when promising methods do not deliver as expected, don't let your hopes get dashed to pieces like when Gehazi came back with the sad news. But take comfort in your God who's with you, even when it seems the bottom has fallen out. And when death claims another yet of your loved ones, go back to this promise of the resurrection and eternal life to know that you'll be reunited with your Christian loved ones, and this time you will never have to say goodbye again. Is death final? It may seem so, but it certainly is not. Life continues after because of Jesus, the resurrection and the life, and because of him, of the life he gives for the dead. Amen.